Isaiah chapter 65, verses 8 through 16. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, Do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it. So will I do for my servant's sake, and not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob, and from Judah possessors of my mountains. My chosen shall possess it, and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon shall become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Accor a place for herds to lie down, for my people who have sought me. But you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune and fill cups of mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you to the sword. And all of you shall bow down to the slaughter because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen, but you did what was evil in my eyes and chose what I did not delight in. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, my servants shall eat but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be put to shame. Behold, my servants shall sing for gladness of heart, but you shall cry out for pain of heart and shall wail for breaking of spirit. You shall leave your name to my chosen for a curse, and the Lord God will put you to death, but his servants he will call by another name, so that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth, and he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from my eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here we are in the <laughs> more the salvation section of yeah. judgment and salvation. And it's a, it's a theme that is promised all throughout the Old Testament, which is the remnant of yes. God's people. Yes. And so it's this idea that, you know, the, the majority of the nation of Israel has chosen, you know, to align themselves against God. Mm. And so they Their are heart going is not to, for him, right? yeah, yeah. And they are going to reap the consequences of that. And yet in his mercy, God will will look down and will turn a remnant to himself and show mercy to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he will fill them with, with bread and with wine and with song. And so that's a lot of the imagery that we see here. Um, there's a lot of contrast here. There's a lot of yeah. strong language, a lot of hopeful language. There's some sarcasm mixed in. <laughs> um, this is like such a funny little thing. And like you who set a table for fortune and fill cups of mixed wine for destiny, yeah. I will well, destine, destine you. you yeah, yeah. I'll show you <laughs> I'll destiny. Show you, right? Yeah. Uh, so just some good old Old Testament sarcasm. But yeah, Jennifer, what do you what do you make of this? Wow. Um, well, again, just the hope and the beauty in salvation, that there is salvation for a remnant and it's not um, because of who they are, but because mm-hmm. of who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does give us a window into how um, he's going to do it, how it, how he's always said he's going to do it. And I love this. Um, it points to verse nine where it's like, I'll bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountain. Just again, like a hint or an echo, I should say, of those promises mm. um, that this, um, you know, that the Messiah, the chosen one would come through 
um, Jacob and Judah. And salvation, just again, salvation has always been through Christ and um, believers um, responding to God's word. And I think that's the other, like the word of Christ, that they believe in Christ. It's like even I think sometimes it can we just think how especially to the people. I mean, they were like, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then God's like, no, I, I hate your sacrifices. Like, it's like the heart. Like, I want you to believe me. I want you to trust me. I want you to believe in my um, way of salvation, which is his son who's to come. So it's like you get an echo of that here, but then just kind of like also hinting at like what it's going to be like, like Sharon that he mentions has become a, pl- a pasture for flocks in the Valley of Acor, a place of herds to lie down. Because Sharon and Acor have been mentioned before and that they were like, Sharon was a desert. Mm-hmm. and uh, a place of deterioration, but someday it won't be, and someday Acre won't be marred. It's going to be a place in of, of blossoming and rejoicing. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of beauty in believing in God's way. Mm. Yeah, so Hosea 2, I'm actually really, really glad that you mentioned Sharon or Sharon. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I was going to say, I, I'm like, Rosa Sharon, Sharon I man. Like, I'm way, That's yeah. true, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> I like always probably like overcorrect and like assume that it's like the last syllable. So I don't know. I apologize to Will Kynes and the other. I was going to say, I'm sure in Hebrew it would be something other than Sharon. (laughs) But here we are. Here we are. Well, um, Accor, feel much more, uh, you know. Confident confident in that that one. one. Okay. Anyways, so, and that's the main one I want to talk about. All right. Let's do it. So Hosea 2. you know, I think one thing that's like so cool when you like get into the books of prophecy in the Old Testament is the Lord is really saying like the same thing to a lot of different people. Yes. And then when you get them all together and read them side by side, it's like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, the Lord actually like means this. <laughs> maybe right. like actually, you know, did say it because this like prophet in Israel and this prophet in Judah and this not prophet in Judah, like yeah. 500 years and later. And also, di- yeah, different times, yeah, different exactly. places. Yeah. So, but Hosea too, you know, Hosea, it's like a, the whole prophecy is really centered around this like image of, of adultery and prostitution, mm-hmm. which is just for another time. Um, and there's this in Hosea two, it kind of starts with this really heavy passage, the heading of the ESV is the, is, is Israel's unfaithfulness punished. And so um, it, it's kind of like a lot of these passages in Isaiah. It's this intense scene mm-hmm. of the punishment of the Lord. And then verse 14 rolls around. Says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And I will give her her vineyards and make the Valley of Accor. So this is the only other time outside of, uh, you know, it's where Achan was stoned. Yeah, exactly. And so outside of that event happening, this and Isaiah 65 are the only time, two times it's mentioned in the Bible. And make the Valley of Accor a door of hope. And there she shall answer as in the days of her youth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, th- there's this idea that God's redemption is not just, it. you know, it, it's not, an amendment to the brokenness mm. that Israel has made, but yes. it's actually an undoing yes. that like the very places of their faithlessness and greed and idolatry will, will spring up with hope and with resurrection. Right. And it's a rewriting of history. Mm. 
And that's what Hosea is promising. That's what Isaiah is promising, or rather what the Lord is promising through both of them. And, and a core, you know, it, it's very close to the name Achan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a play on words. A core means trouble. So the valley of trouble, mm-hmm. uh, a door of hope. And, um, and here in Isaiah 65, the valley of a core, a place for herds, the valley of trouble, a place for herds to lie down. Wow. So just a clear picture of just God's yeah. redemptive sovereignty. And then when uh, Isaiah picks it up again and says, therefore, like connecting the present with the eternal future, and then this, this description even more fleshed out of like what it'll be, behold, my servant shall eat, but you shall be hungry. My servant shall drink. They'll rejoice. They'll be singing gladness of heart. This beautiful picture of um, the new heavens and new earth. And then yet it's contrasted with, um, you know, the judgment, the place of judgment, which is going to be a place of hunger and thirst and shame and pain of heart and crying. And, you know, what a stark reminder of the, the gravity of, judgment versus salvation. I mean, this is really something that like we've got to wrestle with. We got to get right. Yeah. And yet the good news is right here back up in 12 where it's like when he talks about why he's going to judge, it's because when I called, you did not answer. And when I spoke, you did not listen. So it's their response to the word of God, which Mm. honestly is like, it's not like, you know, I think always think of the people who are like, what must we do to be saved? Like, it's some kind of um, holy mountain you have to climb. It's mm. no, literally, it's like the son of God has climbed that mountain for you. You just have to answer. You have to be responsive. You just have to listen mm-hmm. and Amen. submit. And like this authentic faith in Christ always looks like um, heeding his word and delighting in Christ. Yeah, yeah. But, that has so much significance, you know, when you read these Old Testament passages, then, uh, you know, when you, and, and you see like this responsiveness as a theme, yes. and then Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. Right. Or, you know, the the idea of how we respond to the word of God being such a central theme in salvation. And then, you know, John tells us that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right. Like all these New Testament theologies just like light up with the yes. whole narrative of scripture. So, so cool. And, you know, just may we uh, who are listening and reading these words, may we be people who respond to the voice and the word of the Lord. Amen. And repent. So Jennifer McClish is Will Carlisle. And we're going to continue Isaiah 65 tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.